eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. It's a 7 o'clock hour. We will deal in this hour with the uh, holding call. There is an argument to be made that has not I have not heard made right. about why it was a dreadful call. We will try to deal with that in this hour. And uh, I guess uh, there will have to be uh, at some point in this show an acknowledgement that Andy Reid outcoached Nick Sirianni. He did. And I'll try to weather that one. Well, he outcoached Gannon. He, out, he definitely outcoached Gannon. Yeah. Gannon is wow. But on the lie with us, he is actually on his own hookup right now, is our top analyst of these games, mm-hmm. the great Ross Tucker. Hi, Ross. Angelo, what's up? Ross, we are be- beside ourselves with frustration. How big an opportunity slipped by the Eagles last night? Gigantic. Uh, probably the biggest one in franchise history for a couple of different reasons. Number one, I just don't envision them being able to have a roster like this anytime soon they're going to pay hurts between 40 and 50 million dollars a year deservingly so they have a lot of free agents this year because of hurts being a second round pick on the third year of his rookie contract allowing the eagles to have the freedom to bring in gardner johnson bring in linval joseph obviously reddick aj brown all those things uh this was the year and then to compound things, Angelo, Hertz played awesome. I mean, if you would have told me last week that Hertz would throw for over 300 yards and set the Super Bowl record for rushing yards by a quarterback, tie the rushing record for touchdowns in a game, I, I would have told you that the Eagles would win by double digits. It's a, it's a big, big missed opportunity. All right. Now, I have uh, personally, I've not used this stat yet, although it is stunning. And it was dropped on like a bomb in the post-game show in NBC Sports Philadelphia. Uh, teams with a double-digit lead at the half in the Super Bowl prior to last night were 26-1. and one. Ouch. So I got to ask you, 26-1. and Wow. One. Russ, we here at WIP Morning Show are blaming Jonathan Gannon first and foremost. Do you agree? 
Well, certainly the Chiefs were a step ahead of the Eagles in the second half. There's no question. I guess I would say a couple things. Number one, you know, the Eagles had a delay game, and they had to call a timeout to prevent another delay game in the second half. Angelo, that didn't happen all year. You're right. That didn't happen all year, and it happens twice in the second half. Obviously, the Eagles were powerless to stop the Chiefs in the second half of that game, and that falls on Gannon and that defense. I still think that the two biggest plays of the game, in fairness to Gannon, were the fumble return for a touchdown and the punt return, which basically gave them a touchdown. I mean, those were the two gigantic swing plays that had the biggest impact on the game. But I would agree with you, you know, the Jaguars only gave up 27 points to the Chiefs in Kansas City. The Chiefs only gave up 23 points. I'm sorry, the Bengals only gave up 23 points to the Chiefs in Kansas City. To give up 38 is disappointing, although, like I said, one touchdown was against the offense and one touchdown was basically a punt return. The other thing that needs to be said, Angelo, and I'm sure you guys have talked about it, the reason why it was such a high-scoring game, in my mind, is because the footing was horrendous. Yeah, we did talk. And that is the same for both teams. So that's not a reason why you win or lose, but I can tell you as an offensive lineman, I love when there's bad footing (laughs) because the defensive line can't get off the snap. They can't get off the ball. And then when they try to turn the corner, you know, they're not able to keep their footing when they bend the edge. The other thing is when the receivers are out there running their routes, Bad footing is an advantage for the offense because they know where they're going. The defenders have to react to the offense. I thought, look, it's not a reason why anybody won or lost the game, but it's an absolute embarrassment for the NFL, for the biggest game in the world, to have guys slipping all over the place. Absolutely right. Now, I, I, here's what the country is saying this morning. We're looking all over different media outlets, and they're saying, that Jonathan Gannon, by giving up two touchdowns to receivers who were not covered at all, that that is an unforgivable mistake. And uh, could you, as a former player yourself, Ross, explain how that could happen? Well, the part I don't like about it is that it was the same play to the other side. Yep. So it was a terrific play design. They have a strong tendency when that guy goes in motion, right, Sky Moore or Tony – When they start to go in motion, Angelo, what they normally do is they run behind the O-line to the other side of the formation and they score easy touchdowns because the DB covering them is late to get there, right? Yeah. Because they're trying to chase them. Well, Andy Reid figured out that that's how the Eagles are going to play it. So they faked like he was going to do that. Tony put his foot in the ground, came back to the other side, touchdown. The disappointing part of it to me is that it did not appear as if they made an adjustment before the second one. The other thing I would tell you that's disappointing for me, and you know I think Gannon's pretty good at what he does. What I was disappointed in is I'm okay with the Chiefs running the ball pretty effectively. Okay, Now, I am stunned that the Eagles didn't dominate the trenches more than they did. But I'm okay if you're Gannon and you say, okay, the Chiefs can run on us a little bit. Angelo, it can't be both. Yeah. They, they, they can't yeah. run on you and be able to complete every pass. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to say, okay, they can run on us a little bit, 
then the pass defense has to be awesome. If the pass defense is going to have guys wide open and Mahomes can pick you apart, then don't let them run. I mean, it's it's either or in my mind. Yeah, it's an excellent analysis of what went on. I'm just I'm really curious about uh, uh, you saw the holding call. Uh, the reason that I was amazed by it is that they did not hold a, call a holy call the entire game, except against Bradbury. You make that call in that spot and decide the game? Absolutely not. And here's the thing, Angelo. We don't have to even discuss whether or not there's an issue with the officiating or whether or not it was a bad call. You know why? Why? Because in the first half, Bradbury had a hold that was way worse. And they didnn't call it. It was a third right. down right. to Juju That's on an in-breaking right. route, and Gregor and and, and and Bradbury tugged at him, and then and, and let him go, and they didn't call it. And Olson said the announcer rightfully said they should have called that. I agreed. However, there is a long track record of officials letting the guys play in the playoffs in general, and in the Super Bowl in particular. I was in meetings in New England with Belichick when he said to the DBs and the O-linemen, remember, it's the playoffs now. You can be a little bit more aggressive. The officials are told not to throw as many flags. So we don't have to debate whether or not it was a bad call. That Bradbury barely touched him at the end of the game. So wait a minute. You don't call that in the first half when Bradbury clearly grabs him and, and, and tugs him backwards a little bit, but then when he barely touches him less than two minutes, you do call it. The problem with that is players play based on how the officials are officiating the game. If you let Bradbury get away with it earlier, you can't call it later because you have set the precedent that you're not going to call that. This is exactly why I loved this man. For all these years, he's analyzed the games. Because that kind of eluded me, that earlier play that they didn't call. You are 100% right, Ross. Great, great point. Just go one more thing. I wanted to end on a slightly positive note. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts' performance. What did you think of that yesterday? Stunned. Stunned. I- I'm so proud of him. I'm so happy for him. I mean, he had not played well the last three games. He had not played well since he came back from the shoulder injury to make the throws he made. I mean, some of those throws to Goddard, by the way, those catches by Goddard were ridiculous. But the throws he made, the throw he made to Quez while he got smashed against the Blitz, I agree with Sirianni. It might have been the best game Hurts has played as an Eagle. The heart with which he ran, he was phenomenal. But honestly, Angelo, that that almost makes it worse. It it almost makes it worse. The only thing that makes it better about it is it makes me feel better about the Eagles moving forward because we don't, just like I said about Bradbury, we now don't have to debate whether or not Hurts can go toe-to-toe with an all-time quarterback like Mahomes in a big game because he did it. He just did it. We all saw him do it, and so now we can expect that he should be able to do that in the playoffs, hopefully for years to come. Ross, all I want to say is this. I am in awe of how beautifully you break down games and make us see things we didn't see. You are a great football analyst, and I thank you, as always, for your contribution to our show. 
Angelo, um, you know how I feel. I just want to thank you for me and my family for listening to you for over 30 years and then in particular the last few years having me on your show. It's been an honor and a privilege. You are the man. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ross. I really appreciate it. Back to the phones. There's so many people out there today. Jim's up from Philly. Hi, Jimmy. Hey, guys. How you doing today? Awful. How you doing? Uh, uh, same. Great, great, great uh, analysis, though, from Ross. Yeah. You know, uh, everybody overlooked that coaching uh, a matchup going into this game, but I had that in my on my front, front of my mind the whole week. Mm. You know, you Andy Reid is a genius. He pressured. Olsen put it great last night. Andy Reid put our defense under pressure the entire second half. They didn't know which way to go because of the movement, et cetera, right? And I think it's just, it's just a byproduct of that defense that we played all year, that soft defense. I played football most of my adult, my uh, youth. We played downhill. Eagles don't know how to play downhill defense. All right, I'm not going to argue with you because Reid very much outcoached uh, Sirianni and his crew, Jim. But when they brought Gannon here, he was this defensive wonder kind. He was the kind of guy. He was way out there. These old school guys like Reed have no shot against these new kids. And then you saw the minute Reed started th- throwing stuff at him, he had no way to go with it. He had no idea how to how to uh, adjust to it, and he got pantsed. Jim, I'm telling you right now, this this guy Gannon. He cost you a football season. He cost you the best year the Eagles have ever had. They never won 16 games of the year. And that guy went out in the second half and choked like a dog. You got me? Yeah, and listen, the management has to take responsibility. They're the ones who green-lighted that hire. I'm with you, but, you know, no. uh, Up till uh, yesterday, they would tell you how great he was. How great he was. They think we're not watching the freaking games? What's wrong with that? On the light of Simon John. Hi, John. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, John, I'm so frustrated this morning. Ah. Uh, you can't get there. It is so hard to get to the Super Bowl. And when you get there, you can't blow the opportunities. That's the. I mean, my biggest disappointment, I mean, you can blame Gannon. We got beat where we're supposed to be our strengths, on the offensive line and defensive line. You guys said it. If you watch the game, Mahomes never got touched and his receivers were wide open. Hertz was under pressure every play, and every play our receivers were blanketed. Even the plays that we caught, the guys were all over him. Yeah, that's I mean, if we thought the one area where that would not happen was in the trenches, and they got beat on both sides in the trenches. John, I don't understand why. We have the better players, and no question about that. We got outplayed. Players have to make plays. You can blame Gannon. He didn't have a great game. I don't care what defense you're playing. They were running at will on our defense. When it's second and three, second and two, second and one, second and four the whole game, what are you going to do? How are you supposed to? The guy's one of the best quarterbacks ever. I I don't. John, that was a point of enormous frustration in the second half. Pacheco, they couldn't yeah, stop the him. Vineland they kid could was, not he was stop him. He was there. running hard. I yes, know he was, was running and he hard, got but you got and came you, back. you got Indomitian and Sue now. <laughs> you got Linville Joseph. You've got the big kid, Jordan Davis. Mm. They ran for 117 yards in the second you half. You got Gannon. That, <laughs> yeah. That's Great. to me, John. That's the thing. I you, you know what a blame. You got talent all over the field that you're getting run over. Why? Well, I mean, that was 
that was the bottom line. You got outplayed. They made plays. We didn't. I mean, four or five plays make a game, decide a game every week. We didn't make them. They made them. And the official thing, I'm an official. Any good official does not take the play out of the player's hands. Correct. When you, in that position, whether that's the first quarter or the end of the game, you don't throw that flag. You let the players decide. When, especially in that moment, the magnitude of but that John, they do you, it all the time. They do. They do. Because <laughs> well, it, last year they did it. That guy from L.A. Yeah. caught the ball and they got call holding on the defensive back. They, they did it in the AFC Championship game. They, and call gave, it. The, they gave the Chiefs they the call, field goal. They call it. Was, it's, it's terrible, though. You don't, you, no, it's bad. There's no guarantee yeah. we win at the end. There's still two minutes left to either tie. Yeah. Maybe they, no. he throws an interception and we lose anyway. Yep. But you put it in the player's hands. If you're throwing mm. a flag in that situation, it has to be a flag that every person in the stands says, oh, no, the official had no choice. John, it's been an honor hearing you uh, set up all these games this year. You're a tremendous, tremendous caller. And thank you for all the contributions this year. You're the man, my man. Love, Love you. you. John, sign man John, ladies and gentlemen, 215-592-949. If we come back, I'm going to let you hear what Bradbury said about the call. It's going to surprise you, mm-hmm. but I think he's actually being too kind <laughs> for what Ross just said. If you're not going to call the first one, you can't call the second one. And I, I didn't even have that until Ross kind of illustrated it to you. So I'll let you hear what Bradbury had to say. And then I'll let you hear what Michael Barkan had to say, Al. Yeah. Because he swore on no. basic cable. Oh, no. Twice. <laughs> uh-huh. and Did you see Barrett's face? Here. Yeah. He swore <laughs> twice. Michael was unhappy. I support Michael in his moment of frustration. All right, we are back. Let's see how the fans are voting. I will pin this down further in our second question, mm-hmm. but let's get Kyle Quinn on our first one. Yeah, it's brought to you by Armin Chevrolet of Armour. Armin Chevy is celebrating their 23rd anniversary. Huge savings on every Armin Chevrolet Equinox. Find new roads, ArminChevy.com. Who deserves the most blame for the Eagles' loss in Super Bowl 57? 21% say the coaches. 75% say the defense, 1% uh-huh. offense. Three. All right. Well, we will uh, we will pin this down further in a second one. I believe it's the coaches because the players did not play the way they did. But when you're that far out of position so often, that's coaching. Yes, it is. It is coaching. It is just abysmal what they did. It's when, just mind-boggling. When you get the praise for right. the good times, you're going to take right. the beating when you screw up. And he, he screwed it all up. So let's get – to a play that so frustrated Michael Barkhead that he uh, oh. he violated the uh. profanity rule on NBC Good Sports Philadelphia, and <laughs> I agree with him on it. But uh, fourth quarter, third and eight, right on the doorstep. If the Eagles can stop the play, they will have no timeouts left but a good minute 40 to go for a final drive either to tie or win the yeah, game. They would have got and points. you know what? They were in a good position there to come yep. back yes. and do they something. Just gave it hurts the ball. And he would have hurts it. the ball. Hurts would have found a way to do something with that time. Yes. However, on the play, there was a whistle. Uh, apparently, uh, Bradbury got his hands on the receiver a little bit, and they threw the flag. Now you just heard Ross Tucker say, "If you can't call the one early in the game that was far more physical than that play." 
then you damn well can't make a, a flag throw that decides the outcome of the game, which it did. And after the game, Bradbury did not dodge responsibility for what he did. I pulled the jersey, you know, they called holding. I was hoping they would let it ride, you know, but it wasn't holding. Right. He, he, that is very bold of him to admit that, but mm. you don't normally see that call in that spot. And then yeah. you have Michael Bachamp. And you got to understand, when they come on, the emotions are incredibly raw. The first segment of any post-game show is going to be a segment huh. with a lot of emotions. Yes. You guys have done them, right? Yeah, Michael's you're, you're great swept up in the yeah. game. Michael's one of the best. And Michael was not at all happy with the decision by the reps. And call Shefford's team with a bullshit call. I mean, utter, complete bullshit is unbelievable. It's inexcusable. You don't make a call right then and there. You don't let the game be decided by the officiating. And yes, it's true. The officials go both ways. And you got you got to rise above it. I understand. This is the freaking Super Bowl. And that should never happen. I'm going to be in the car. Bravo. <laughs> well done. Yeah, wow. You might have been in the car. Oh, oh, did you see Barrett's assume. face? Well, you were. Uh, they <laughs> yeah. were on site. They were at the oh, Super Bowl. Oh, my but God. Al, uh, during the break, a producer would say something to you. I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, that's unbelievable. I, I don't think any harm was done. Al, I want you to try it Thursday. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Al, you know what? <laughs> Go in and do wow. it and say, I thought they <laughs> changed the rules. My yes. leader, oh. Barkan, told yeah. me I could do it. <laughs> what the hell? Myron's up from the city of Kansas. Kansas City. Hi, Myron. All right, Myron, I'm going to put you back on hold. I don't know what happened to your cell, but it is not great. Kansas City. Let me go to Jose and Vineland. Hi, Jose. Jose, are you there? Oh, Vineland. It's not where uh, where Pacheco's Pacheco's from. from. Yeah. Yeah. Jim Jim is next. Hi, Jim. Good morning, Angela. What are you feeling today, Jimmy? I'm pissed because yesterday... Ray Dittinger was on the morning show around 11 o'clock. And he called it out. He said, all the years would have been listening to the show and coach based on that. It's nuts. I don't understand how it's at all possible that you can be told by an analyst like Ray Dittinger what a game's going to be like and have a failure like that. Right. Can you tell me something, Jim? Around the fifth or sixth time in the game that a Chiefs receiver was wide open, were you squ- swearing? Were you yelling at the screen? What were you doing at that point? Oh, yeah. I was, my entire house was absolutely off the chain. My son was inconsolable. He's sitting there crying. Well, I got to. Oh, that's. How old's your son, Jim? He's 13. Oh, it's tough. This is hard. This is when you start to question why you're such a big sports fan now. Because these sting, man. But you should see the text I was sending to Rhea. You'd think that Barker was using bad language. <laughs> I, I, Jonathan Gannon had a new middle name when I was sending him out. That guy, Jim, I'm going to tell you something right now. That guy is clueless. He does not know what he's doing. You realize that? He's been playing a cushion defense all year. And the only time he stepped it up was in the playoffs. Oh, now it, all of a sudden he goes back to what wasn't working, especially when Minshew was quarterbacking, and they needed a defense to step up. I'm with you, Jimmy. Uh, Jonesy, did this not establish conclusive? Did any really talented quarterback 
could eat J- uh, Jonathan Gannon's lunch. Yes, it's they conclusive. did it all last season. Yeah, they, was, this year there weren't any. You look at the Eagles' schedule this year; yeah. they didn't play elite quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers once, maybe, and he had nobody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's and, a, and Prescott had a big game against him on yeah, Christmas but Eve, he's but not that an was it. Quarterback? It's no, Prescott. he's not. Daniel Jones. Yes. There wasn't anyone. The guy Purdy lasted a court. Like it's like they they weren't tested. Uh, they were by Mahomes, and he couldn't live up to it. the other the other guy that tore him apart was Goff. Like the first game of the year That's in Detroit. Right. That's and right. they could have had fifty points that game. They had thirty five points too, but the Eagles got thirty eight. Exactly. It's it's a crazy thing that we could see it the whole year. I don't think that Nick Sirianni ever saw it. No, and and in fact, they would get upset with us all the time. All I mean, the time, we were getting feedback. What are you guys doing? You're you're we're nine and one. Everybody kept throwing, you know, the numbers and the stats. And listen, we all live by stats. And all and everybody said, "What's your?" I said, "I just don't trust them." It was my bottom line is I don't trust them. Because you made the mistake of actually watching yes. the game. I watched the games. And if you did, you saw it, even with bad quarterbacks. Jonathan Gannon is the biggest problem on this team. He's number one. Myron is back from Kansas City. Hi, Myron. Hey, Angelo. How you doing, man? The mm-hmm. only place I'd want to be less today than Philadelphia is Kansas City. <laughs> oh, yeah, that must be awful today, huh? Oh man! It, well, it was great. Uh, it was great a week ago. Yeah. Uh, but if it, it sucks, I just wanted. That's the first time I had a chance to call the morning show and actually talk. You guys, I just wanted to bid you farewell and thank you. Uh, it, it's been great. I'm usually I, I have to deal with Seltzer and and, and crazy the camera all day. That's usually who I talk to. But yeah, uh, it, it, it was it sucked and it, it, and it made my son cry. We Why your first... son too? How, How old, old is he? I have a 29-year-old and I have a 10-year-old. And what, the 10-year-old, <laughs> which one cried more? <laughs> my, my, yeah, my my 10-year-old. He's because he he was so happy in 17 when we no. when we won the first one, and but he yeah, it brought tears to his eyes when we lost. He was he, and I Myron, me off. I'm yeah. telling you, I almost did. I'm watching Sirianni at the beginning of the game crying with the anthem, mm-hmm. and at the end of the game, I'm fighting back <laughs> tears. I really am because you know what makes it worse. When you're 35-35 and you assume you're going to lose, and then it <laughs> happens. No, Myron, when it was 35-35, five minutes and 15 Angelo, to go, did you think they were going to win the game, the Eagles? Oh, my God, no. I no. knew it was over. I, I knew it was over when they just could not get off the daggone field. I was no. like, what is wrong with these dudes? And they kept running. And that back-to-back play where Andy flipped the field made me freaking sick to my stomach because oh. I, I watched it unfold. I watched dude stick his uh, foot in the ground and go the other way. And how did I see that coming? It was it, it looked like a video game, and it, it pissed me off. Well, it, I I got to assume that you're going to hear over the next few days words of defense by the organization, by Nick Sirianni, and all. Hmm. But deep down, Myron, it's going to be hard for Gannon to come back next year after this face plant. On, on the world stage. Does it become this is hard? a world stage. Is it harder for him to get a head coaching job now oh, after everyone watched him last hired? night? You want to hire that? That's all you hear about you is he's leaving. You want to hire that? No, I don't. You're not hire that? You're not hiring I that? I hope someone does. No, we have one shot. Steichen gets the indie job, and he brings Gannon with Steichen's him. Steichen's got the indie job. Right. Then, yeah. then he would, I would think, out of a loyalty to his uh, co-assistant uh, coach, he brings him in. Would Please, take him. Oh, Myron, I I can't. Oh, I just, I never, and it's not personal. He's a terrific guy. We met him at uh, training camp. Mm -hmm. He just stinks. 
as a defensive coordinator. He's not even if you even if you like the Ben with don't break style, even if you like it, you would not like the way he employs it. Look at the personnel he had to play with. He this had is a, a great, great lineup. Team. He had depth everywhere, and they were all wide open. How do you do that? How do you look at the mirror the next morning? Mark's up for Wilmington. Hi, Mark. Hey, Angelo. How you doing? I'm great. Does uh, Don't I sound delightful? Yeah, same here. <sighs> Go ahead, Mark. What do you want to say? Well, I, I actually turned it off and went to bed. I uh, was texting my friends and said, it's over. We just got Gannon. We got Gannon? Right, wait a minute. Hold <laughs> on. When did, you, when did you turn it off? Uh, beginning of the fourth quarter. 28-27? Oh, man. Yeah, because they were wow. playing so soft, I said they're going to get picked apart. It's it's a chess match, and he just got completely exposed for the clown that he is. Wow. All right, well, uh, then you know what, Mark? I'll let you go, and I'll, I'll play a couple of these plays so you can see what I want to bring him up to date out. He might have missed some of this, all right? Uh. So I'll start with uh, this is when he turned it off. This is Tony's touchdown. Nobody covered him. Can the Eagles stop them right here? In the gun, Mahomes. Into a long count. Mahomes screens out to Schuster, and he walks in for the touchdown. Nobody He walks in. Now, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony this time walks in. Walks in. Here's one. Now, let's. Uh, next time they got the ball, it's still 28 27 after that score. Now more, they tried on the other side. Here's what happened with that one. Mahomes lines them up, takes the snap. He is firing to a wide open Sky Moore. Did it again. Here's the guy, Sky Moore, wide open. Another blown coverage. All right, then the Eagles drove the field. Yes. Scored. Hurts on just the power of his will, gets the two-pointer. 35-35, 5.15 to go. Mahomes comes out for the 25. And he looks down the field, and everybody's wide open. (laughs) And here's this guy. Schuster had no catches in the first half and seven in the second half. And again, absolutely wide open. Two receivers stacked to the near side. Back goes Mahomes. He is looking. He fires. And it is complete to Smith-Schuster dealing down at the 30. And they are moving again. No one there. No one near him. All allowed. And you're going, who, where are they? They're not blitzing out. So there's four, there's four guys running it. That's seven back, no, right? They, where are they? They decided to circle Kelsey. So they just, uh, <laughs> everybody covered Kelsey? I don't know. Well, he it's even a, made a couple of plays. Oh, but hardly any in the second. I mean, I, it, was, it was the most annoying thing to watch. It's one thing when you, you have guys like Brown that win Battles yeah. for a ball, but you have the quarterback pointing to open yes. acres. Yeah, the, uh, it's go over there. They're not going to cover you. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> unbelievable. Left, right. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We come back. Uh, mostly just your calls. Then we got Ray Didiger at the top of the hour, and he'll really give us some insight into how this happened last night. Stay. 743 is the time. Uh that I gotta say, I would uh yeah. you do a lot of post game shows at NBC Sports Philadelphia. Yeah. Do you ever get emotional? You ever get wrapped up in it? 
Yeah, but there's the bad call. It does drive you crazy when you think. Uh, what about if the team uh, disappoints, plays well until the end, the dead chokes? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that bothers you. You got to because yeah. I was watching uh, th- these guys at NBC Sports Philadelphia were lined up out right on. They were in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They were right there, yeah. and they were all. It was kind of an awkward arrangement because yeah, Michael Barkan was on the far right, and and Ruben Frick was yeah. first, and yeah. then you had Jaws, and then you had Bad yeah. Brook. So like Jaws got squished in between two big fellas, <laughs> yeah. right? Those yeah. guys are big boys. They are. Yeah, they look right? comfortable. But, yeah. but they were all. I mean, they couldn't wait to get the mic. Yep. It was like last year with Seth Joyner, who will be on our show at nine. Right. And and Ray Didiger was back at, in, in, in the Philly. Post-game I show. Saw him he there. stayed yep. home. Yep. He, he was there, yep. but he was still firing off with some great analysis of what was going on. But Ron Jaworski, this is something that came up a few minutes ago. The one thing you had, the reason you could hang your hat on the fact the Eagles were favored in the game, yep. they were supposed to win the game is that big games are decided in the trenches, mm-hmm. the linemen, yep. right? Yep. And and you didn't win the battle nope. on either side of the line. No. Nope. Why not? I have, I have no – I mean, I will give Andy and the Chiefs credit for whatever they did, but they didn't – I mentioned it before. Tampa isn't as good as the Eagles up front. They got to Mahomes. Right. Well, on defense, Al, <laughs> Jaworski Bowl. believed it was the scheme. He yes. believed that you would not you're giving them wide open receivers. You're not allowing the players to get to the quarterback because well, yeah. they're open right after the in, snap. In the second half the first right. half they had the ball all the time, so you couldn't even right. yeah. Yeah. Here was Ron Jaworski post game. Listen. Twenty four fourteen halftime lead, dominating play in that first half, like you said. I don't know what they did at halftime. They took a nap. I know it was 35-minute halftime, but it was not the same team that came out in the second half. And we, we've been touting this offensive line and defensive line all season long, the best, best in history, best passers. They did not play today. No, they, they didn't. They, 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 for a Super Bowl game, they, they picked a bad game not to show up. And I kept, you know, uh, I don't know if anybody else was doing this. Five minutes to go, final drive, and I had very little hope. And then I saw 55 on the field. I did the mm-hmm. same thing. Yeah. And I went, yep. Brandon Graham. Yeah. Gonna When's it going to happen? I know what he's thinking. Yep. He's thinking, I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to blindside Mahomes, strip the ball, and nobody got close. Nobody sniffed him. Almost Ow. no pressure. It was nothing. unbelievable. Yeah. Just nothing. Just think in your head of all the oh. plays you watched, oh. and you never saw anyone no. close to him. No. Except when he scrambled and got And almost caught. lost his ankle. That no. was it. That's the only time. Jonesy. And when he scrambled, they appeared afraid to touch him. Yes, that's Five true. years ago, the Philadelphia Eagles gave up 613 yards in the Super Bowl and won. Yep. And they often got near Tom Brady. Yes, they did. Le- yep. Yesterday, with a far better pass rush, never sniffed. Not even Patrick close. Mahomes. Not even close. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. D is up next. Hi, D. Hey, how you guys doing, man? Terrible. What are you thinking? Oh, man. Just two points. I'm going to make it quick. Third and eight. You you mentioned it earlier. Uh, uh, third and eight. As soon as the play starts, James Bradbury grips his jersey jersey when he takes in and then scooped out, which was within the 10 yards, which is all legal. That's why they didn't call the flag right there to begin with at the beginning of the play. This goal line judge wait until he gets all the way up there where there's no contact at all and throws the flag? Yep. 
I mean, come on, you gotta be kidding me, man. Like, all right, we just got robbed by the referees. I'm telling you, I know it sounds awful, but you have to know they're going to do it. They did it last year. But Al, they didn't do it in the and first quarter. And they didn't do it last yesterday. year in the first quarters either. But then they if, threw it on cover. Well, hold on. What Ross Tucker said is when you see that you've gotten away with it, they, you think they're giving you that latitude. They don't do it late. It's the opposite of everything else. It's how they it's how uh, I don't get you, it. And then why the guys in New York, you know how they over overlook yeah, they you know, officiating why didn't they overturn that call? When because they because it's a penalty. A no, they could have picked it up. That. They could have picked the flag up. Oh, yeah. they, they don't normally do it, but they could have. I don't know. I, they, they, I'm going to just over and over again. I'm going, that game was excruciating to watch because oh. you knew you had the better team. Oh, my God. And then one more point, and I'm going to let you guys go. Jonathan Gannon has to go. Oh, too, many, too many. It, it was way, way too easy for them guys to just. Score. It was. Oh. It was. It was too easy. Too easy. We, we shouldn't even stinks. have been in that. We shouldn't even have been in that hole to begin with. But at the end of the day, the guys did what we were supposed to do defensively to get the ball back, and we got robbed by the officials. No, absolutely. I wanna. I wanna add here for a moment because I don't want him to be left out of this. Who's that? Michael Clay. All right. <laughs> First of all, whoever in the organization thought it was a great idea after two months off to put Aaron Sippis back there as the punter. Oh. And then he hits a line drive. Shank? Right there, yeah. He well, shanks wasn't it like the Tony. other guy inspired a lot of confidence. Yeah, really. So he no, was I not know. good they in the playoff stunk. game. Yeah. But this is another case of the fans all year said they said they're that going special to special team stinks. <laughs> yeah. Jonesy, this is what I have heard about big games. That whatever your flaw is, yeah. that you have somehow overcome in the regular season or even in the early rounds of the playoffs, yep. Ultimately, it will be exposed, and it will probably cost you. Yeah, and that's what you witnessed, right? Hundred percent. The special teams, Tony. How many people got a shot at him after that that like line four drive? Four or five kick? guys had a chance. What were to they get doing? Did they not know how to tackle? No, they lost their minds on how to tackle. It and, was embarrassing. And, and, and he's at the five at that point. He almost went goodbye. in. He almost went in. Pretty much. There was no one down there. Ah. Oh. Terrible coaching by Michael Clay. Ramundo's up next from Delaware. Hi, Ray. What's going on, Angelo? How you doing, man? Very unhappy, Ramundo. I'm in a brutal mood. I'm in the same mood that you're in. Well, tell me why. What are you upset about? Man, let me tell you something. No second-half adjustments on defense. When I've seen the play, not only once but twice on the opposite side of the field, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You're worried about one guy. Okay. It's true. You put the one guy, you put somebody on the one guy, and you get everybody else man to man. That's why he has so much time in the backfield of passing. You don't worry about the one guy. That one guy has to beat us. Get man. everybody else on lockdown on the team as far as defense. You got a chance. And then the officiating, that bad call. <laughs> he was within the five-yard zone. Are you kidding me? It's a terrible call. I mean, Ray, how about this? I Just so you know, I got in a bad mood right away. So the Eagles lose the toss. They go right down the field. I'm feeling good. Nice. Yep. <laughs> so Amen. Mahomes gets the ball, Ramondo. And, and you're not going to believe this. He targeted Travis Kelsey, hmm. the greatest tight end in the history of the NFL. Didn't see that one coming. <laughs> no. And he was and, wide open. And he was wide open. <laughs> 
on all three catches, including the touchdown yes. pass. Ramonda, what did they practice for two weeks? They knew who they had to take care of, and he yes. was wide open. Why? Somebody was scared to put a man on him or someone was afraid to actually play defense. Unbelievable. Ramondo, I appreciate your call. Rich is up next from Washington Township. Hi, Rich. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm great. Uh, how are you? Second Super Bowl in a row where in the second half the defense just got lit up on fire. True. And we luckily won five five years ago. But, again, the just like the Patriots and Tom Brady did, Chiefs offense just went nuts. And they went nuts not just throwing the ball, but getting their running backs to the second level because our linebackers stink, okay? You can't just say, all right, we got four down four down uh, linemen and we'll just play passive and just, you know, let our, let our wonderful linemen get pressure. Well, you're not going to get pressure on an offensive line that's only given up 26 sacks all year and with a quarterback who can scramble around and wreak havoc. You have to come up with creative ways true. to stop him. And this guy has not one creative brain cell in his head, okay? Those two, three really touchdowns they got in the second half where the receiver rolls right and goes back the other way. To do it once, okay, but to do it again and again was humiliating to the point where how does this guy even get a job in Arizona? I don't. Which, I, what, I wouldn't want to give him my job. I would not. You understand, Rich? I don't think I would bring that guy back after a 16-4 season. I don't think I would bring him back because you see what happens against good quarterbacks. They eat his right. lunch. We didn't play. We didn't beat or face a really good quarterback maybe all, all year. Yes, Dak, we, got we did crushed. it. Aaron Rodgers lit us up before he got hurt, right? And Jared Goff lit us up, all right? But look who the Chiefs faced. They faced. Herbert twice. They faced Burrow twice. They faced Josh Allen. They faced even Derek Carr, who's good. They faced him once. You know, they faced good quarterbacks. They were a battle-hardened defense, and they made big plays. And, you know, another year of mediocre linebacker play, because T.J. Edwards stinks, and so does Kazir White. They both stunk out of position all the time. They had no idea where things were on the field. No, Jeff Lurie has to put as much thought and analysis in the picking a defensive coordinator than he does picking a head coach because this passive bend but don't break garbage does not work. Rich, you know your football, my friend. Great call. Uh, hold on. I, I have a crisis here. I want to try to deal with this mm -hmm. right now. Ray's on the line. Hi, Ray. Ray, are you there? Ray, are you there? He's listening. All right. He's listening. Uh, here's what, Joe, see if you can get him. Uh, Ray is, has told our producer that he will not watch football anymore. <laughs> He's and I done just, with it. And I got to be honest, uh, for the first time in many, many years, I have that option as well. <laughs> yes, you I do. I doubt I will ex take the option, but I must say after yesterday, I'll, mm -hmm. I'm not. Hold on. He is back. Here. Let me just find out. Ray, is this it for you? No more football? No more football, Ange. What's going on, Ray? Why, why are you feeling that way? Well, after watching that horrible play, uh, bad call at the end of the game, watching Maddox run around the field like, you know, he had no idea who to cover. Right. Um, and Dak Prescott, when he stepped on the field at the beginning of the game to get the Peyton Award, I was just like, it's the, I, don't, I had a bad feeling from that point. 
Well, it was good. Uh, that he got Dak, booed. <laughs> at, least, booed. <laughs> at least Dak finally got to see what it looked like at the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe the only chance he'll get for that. So, Ray, you're done. And now, right now, on this date, the day of the Super Bowl, you have no intention of watching any more football? I have no intention of watching any more football, man. That That, that was the worst call ever made in, okay. I think, the history of the game. Ray, I feel your pain, my friend. But you may feel differently in a few months. Yeah. 215-592-9494. Luckily for him, there's not any more football.